Don't touch that dial. It's the American Grooves Radio Hour with your host, Joe Laura. to this week's episode of the American Grooves Radio Hour. I am your host, Joe Laro, and tonight we'll be listening to the music of Red Hot Chicago. Chicago in the 1920s and early 30s, when in fact it was absolutely exploding with the greatest jazz musicians in the world at the time. Louis Armstrong, Earl Hines, Johnny Dodds, Jimmy Noon, King Oliver, Jelly Roll Morton, Everyone was in Chicago at the time. The, the great migration for manufacturing jobs brought people up from the South, and they needed to be entertained. There's probably a jazz band on every corner, and many of them got to record, most of them some of the great, great bands of the day uh, who actually qualified to record. It wasn't something that was very common back then. But we're going to kick it right off with a band that you probably never heard of, Sonny Clay's Plantation Orchestra, 1926, Chicago Rhythm. Thank you. 
so many famous nightclubs and speakeasies in Chicago after Prohibition 1919 until it ended around 1933 with repeal. And by then, the scene had pretty much moved to New York. But in its heyday, Chicago had so many clubs, the Apex House, the Plantation Club, the Friars Inn. Some were ballrooms, some, some were speakeasies, some were roadhouses. And this next tune... Uh, performed by Louis Armstrong in his Hot Five when he had a residency at the Sunset Cafe. So here's Louis in 1926, Sunset Cafe Stomp.
down all around. They yell, Ben Man, praise some more. Captain, Captain, I'll say it's hard. But the black bottom is got him. But all that sunset down love is going to the people's brain. Created in a crazy house, set good folks and say, Gentlemen, ladies too, rush around and wrong. They lose their heads, some drop dead, doing that sunset song. I said, doing sunset song. <laughs> Truly the A-Team, Louis Armstrong, Johnny Dodds, Baby Dodds on drums, Johnny played clarinet, of course, Kid Ori on trombone, uh, Louis's wife, Lil Harden, Lil Harden Armstrong on piano, and the great May Alex on vocal, a very obscure Chicago area vocalist who recorded a handful of sides and sang with the King Oliver Band with Louis and probably many, many other people at the time. And um, also there were piano soloists who uh, played with bands, they played in pit orchestras, and they recorded solo on a few occasions. More jazz bands and piano solos for sure recorded, but here's a great one by Arnold Wiley. Wiley was a southern musician wound up in Chicago like so many people did, and he was a bit of a ragtime player in that transition of ragtime to jazz, and he had a, a vaudeville team with his wife for a while. They recorded as well, but here we have Arnold Wiley solo playing the piano uh, with his tune called The Windy City. <laughs> Thank you. 
and that great migration from the South brought so many African Americans to Chicago looking for work and better conditions, and they certainly found plenty of work. Whether the conditions were any better, it's debatable for sure. But clearly there was work. The city was booming. And James P. Johnson, who was a New York stride piano player, in fact, one of the great originators of the stride piano style, he recorded that tune, Chicago Bound in New York, with uh, Fats Waller on second piano and a lot of other great sidemen that wound up in New York from Chicago, actually originally New Orleans, Chicago, New York. By 1930, so many of the bands had relocated or broken up. Uh, The Great Depression had a lot to do with it. And then certainly by 1933, uh, Prohibition, Al Capone was in jail. You know, the gangsters owned many of the nightclubs in Chicago, as well as New York. The Cotton Club in New York, famously owned by Oney Madden, one of the great notorious gangsters of the day. But in Chicago, you had Capone, who really operated the South Side clubs and employed so many, so many musicians. I remember years ago, there was this crazy TV show that Geraldo Rivera host. It was the opening of Al Capone's vault. I don't know if you remember it. It was a, it was a big snow job, actually. They had found this, quote, vault in a hotel that I think Capone had owned, and allegedly all of his stash was in this vault. And they, you know, were going to dynamite it open right on live TV, and everyone knew about it. We all wanted to see what was in the vault, where their skeletons was their gold. And I remember I got I got hired uh, to supply some early Chicago music, and I interviewed um, a few players that were still around that had worked for Capone in the 20s. One of them was George Dixon, the great trumpet player who played with, with uh, Earl Hines. We'll hear a bit of his playing on an Earl Hines recording in a bit. Uh, but, you know, even even here in like the late 1980s, George would not talk about the days with Capone. Other musicians like Art Hodes was the same way. Even though it was so long ago, they still had a healthy fear that you don't talk about the wise guys, even though Capone had been dead for 40 years at that point. But speaking of Earl Hines, here we have Hines with his great orchestra recorded in Chicago in 1929. George Dixon on trumpet, Chicago Rhythm. Thank you. 
can't say enough about the amazing Earl Hines. He took the stride piano style to an entire different dimension. I don't know how he did it. I mean, I'm not a piano player, and I know piano players who listen to Hines play, and they're baffled by the rhythms and the dexterity that he has and the skill to play those rhythms. You know, two hands, ten fingers, like an orchestra. Anyway, that was Earl Hines recorded for the QRS label in New York. He had gone to New York by 29, uh, probably back and forth from Chicago to New York. He was associated with bands in Chicago for quite some time. But he made that uh, solo side for the QRS company in New York. They were actually on Long Island City, and they specialized in piano rolls, which were these sort of cylinder-like rolls that you put in your piano, uh, and it would just basically play the piano for you. And anyway, Heinz uh, made some records for them. They decided to try uh, their hand at the record business. It didn't really last too long. And Heinz, I think, recorded eight sides, and that was... Chicago High Life from 1929, Earl Hines on QRS. You know, Hines also um, became associated with Louis Armstrong in the late 1920s. And Armstrong had been recording with his Hot Five. And around 1928, when he teamed up with Hines, he added uh, a drummer as well, I believe, but mainly adding Hines, and the group became the Louis Armstrong and his Hot Seven. And here's one of those sides. This side was actually excavated by producer George Avakian uh, way back in the 40s when uh, jazz, vintage jazz, was having quite a comeback, and people were collecting records from the 20s, and Columbia Records, where Avakian worked at the time, was re-releasing stuff, looking in their vaults to see if they had any unissued issued sides by the greats of, you know, Louis Armstrong, Bessie Smith, and some of the others. And he found this particular master. Uh, it was done uh, in Chicago with Heinz on piano, uh, Louis Armstrong, and his Hot Seven performing Chicago Breaktown, unreleased until around 1940. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, folks, I hope you are enjoying this week's episode of the American Grooves Radio Hour. If you don't know already, every tune that you're hearing on this show and every episode of American Grooves comes right off of an original shellac 78 RPM record. I pick these things from my collection, I record them onto a CD, and I present them to you on the program. Little surface noise, that little shh, kind of get used to it. It's a small price to pay to hear these original direct-to-discs recordings from back in the 1920s and 30s. Well, anyway, we are in Chicago tonight, and even though Bessie Smith, by the time she made this recording, was in New York, she traveled the country, down south, up north, and she was performing to a lot of people who had migrated to Chicago. And in fact, there was such an amazing uh, uh, phenomenon, this migration of Southerners up to Chicago for work. It was even, it was even worthy of Tin Pan Alley songwriters writing tunes about this migration. And while Clarence Williams and his gang of African-American songwriters were not exactly Tin Pan Alley, they lived in more of a smaller subculture, writing tunes that were performed on the race records at the time. But Bessie recorded this one, Talking about that migration, here is Bessie Smith in 1923 on an acoustical recording, Chicago Bound.
great Lewis Russell and his orchestra playing 29th and Dearborn, a famous Chicago street corner on the south side. And Lewis Russell, uh, a New Orleans pianist, had a band of New Orleans expatriates uh, that wound up in Chicago around 1925 and 26, and then moved over to New York in the late 20s. Russell's daughter, Catherine Russell, is a frequent visitor of Sag Harbor, I might add, and I met her once briefly at the American Hotel, and she as well is a jazz singer and a wonderful musician from a great family tradition of American jazz. Most of the recording companies that were recording these great jazz bands We're also recording different types of music in Chicago, gospel, spirituals, and plenty of blues, all types of blues from classic blues like Bessie Smith to guitar-based blues like what I'm about to play for you. Tampa Red was a great Chicago guitar player who recorded with many, many different blues artists, but also many sides on his own. He also was associated with Thomas A. Dorsey, one of the great 
writers of gospel music later on in his career. Prior to being Thomas A. Dorsey, he was Georgia Tom, <laughs> and, and he was not singing religious songs. That all changed with the Great Depression. But Tampa Red was a frequent accompanist to Thomas A. Dorsey, and they backed up many, many, many singers. But here is Tampa Red on his own, and it's a rare opportunity to hear a two-minute, two-and-a-half-minute, maybe, guitar solo by... Tampa Red, and he calls this the Chicago Moan. Thank you. 
James Blythe in 1925 playing his Chicago Stomp. Blythe was a ragtime jazz boogie style pianist, as you hear in that recording, and he backed up lots of people primarily on two record labels, Vocalion, and um, Vocalion was a label that by this time, by the late 20s, was a part of the Brunswick group of record labels. It was Brunswick and Vocalion. They often reissued or issued some of the same records with a different name, a pseudonym, you know, uh, slightly different than the first issue. So it might appear on Brunswick as Fess Williams and his Royal Flush Orchestra and on Vocalion as... The Memphis Stompers. I mean, they were very liberal and creative about how they renamed the same thing and put it out on basically the same the same record label. But here's another example of that. This time it's Duke Ellington recording in New York in 1928, Moonlighting on the OK label. He was recording for Victor exclusively, ha, 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 at the time as Duke Ellington and his Cotton Club Orchestra. And here he is as the Chicago, hmm, what did they call it? Oh, the Chicago Stompers. I think that's what the pseudonym was. No, the Chicago Footwarmers. 1928 with Adelaide Hall doing the great vocals. She was in the Hot Chocolate shows. And this is Duke performing his Chicago Stomp Down. Thank you. 
Duke Ellington, 1928, with the great Wellman Broad playing the bass. I love the way he goes from picking to bowing to great effect in that track. Well, anyway, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the American Grooves Radio Hour. We will be back in your living rooms next Sunday evening, ending your day and your weekend at 10 o'clock right here on WLIW-FM. Keep listening, folks, and I hope you're having a great summer. with jazz chicago she deserves a hand from you who's as clever as chicago always starting something new you hot steppers you must give in that's the land where the blues begin so don't ever rest chicago give the credit where it's due Oh, blues singers, those hard ringers who saw ballads to the nation, who furnishes a lot red-hot Chicago. Musicians with ambitions to warm up an orchestration, who gave them what they've got red-hot Chicago. Okay, America! The American Grooves Radio Hour is brought to you weekly on WLIW-FM, Southampton, 88.3 on your radio dial, and at WLIW.org, and all streaming formats.